Welcome back to Five Dogs in a Pod. I am your host, Dr. Beanwell. Uh, I am joined this evening by my uh, cohort, uh, the dude, MSU. Um, how you doing today, sir? Doing well. Doing well. How about yourself? Man, I can't complain. This week's had some hands, though. <laughs> it's It's been throwing some hands. Um Obviously, if you uh, if you were waiting for a Tuesday morning episode of Five Dogs in a Pod, that did not come. Uh, that is our apologies. Uh, just catching up, life catching up, throwing them hands like we were talking about. But we are here now. We are here to talk. We've got a mega-sized episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking a little college football. Some huge news happened over the weekend and over the past week. We've got... NFL, we're talking some fantasy, and we're going to talk a little bit about, very briefly, some entertainment stuff. It's going to be a fun time. But guys, this is Five Dogs in a Pod, Fantasy Friday edition, Super Fantasy Friday. Yeah, Super Fantasy Friday. That's what we'll call it. Um, And let's go. Welcome to Five Dogs in a Pod, starring Dr. Beanwell, Pitcher Rendon, Duty Noble Field, The Dude MSU, and Maroon Buffoon. Welcome back to Five Dogs in a Pod. Uh, Once again, I'm Dr. Beanwell. This is The Dude over, I'm not sure where he's at, but I'm going to say by my side because we are in here. And we're gonna talk a little, uh, talk a little college football. So just real quick, little housekeeping. Next week there is no episode of Five Dogs in a Pod. No Fantasy Friday. No uh, Tuesday morning episode. It's Thanksgiving week. We're gonna take some time to be with our families. We're gonna be relaxing. We're gonna watch the Egg Bowl. <clears throat> However, I believe no, no bowls will be announced after Championship Week. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. So, we will have a big championship week uh, episode. We will uh, discuss, hopefully, Mississippi State will have a new coach by then, and we'll be able to figure out kind of what direct whether we took a, a positive step, whether we took a negative step. We'll talk about that. But um, we're here, and we're going to talk some college football. Obviously, um, the big news we're going to start with, being a Mississippi State leaning podcast um head coach zach arnett was uh relieved of his coaching duties this was it tuesday monday it was monday it was monday morning monday morning coach arnett was let go after 11 games with the team he finished uh five and six with the team with one sec win um did this come as a shock to you that they cut him this early or was it or what what do you what do you take of the timing with it only being two games left in the season? So I thought with it being in the season, I wasn't expecting it to be in the season. I was kind of mm-hmm. I was about I was at the point where it was about ninety five percent sure he was gonna get let go. Um never would have guessed it was gonna be in the season, especially before yeah, like at this point, like if it hadn't already <clears> happened. <throat> I understand we did get absolutely embarrassed in college station, so that probably sped it up and was right. Probably the nail in the coffin. Um, but another thought that I had was 
there's been rumors that we've been sending some feelers out to some agents and this is just something that I've thought of. What if something hit and they kind of had to start the process of doing all that. And that was kind of the reason for letting him go. Just start evaluating everything in the program a little early. Um, so I thought that could be a possibility of why it happened so early because mm -hmm. after it came out, it was, made pretty clear that it was going to happen eventually. Um, yes. A lot of the players were shocked that it happened this early, which the way they worded it made it clear that they knew he was going to be gone at the end of the season. Um, mm -hmm. So that that's just something that came to mind. Of one of the reasons that they let him go when they did is I think there's something in the works or we hit something on something that we sent out to whoever it is Selman has on his list. Right. Now, one thing that I thought just kind of almost as a as a juxtaposition of that, I almost feel as if uh, it's possible that Arnett may have gotten an offer from somewhere else. Again, by the way, this is speculation. Listen to the athletic director himself. Do not believe anything unless it comes from him. This is pure speculation here. Just clarifying that. But. <clears throat> Of course, we know there's some big, high-profile uh, uh, defense coordinator jobs that have opened up over the last couple months. And Arnett's going to be – like, if he does get – if he is in the running for that, he's going to be a great guy for that. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, it didn't work out him being our head coach. It was an impossible situation. He kind of – he kind of had to take over, and I'm thankful that he did. Um he will like just taking the reins during probably the hardest uh, period in Mississippi state football history will never not be appreciated by me. Obviously, you know, you realize kind of early on that he's not the guy and that's okay. Not everybody is the guy. It's just, it's just the facts. But if, is it possible that let's just say USC put a feeler out and said, hey, y'all, you guys are struggling. We might be interested in bringing him on as a DC sooner rather than later. Is that going to be something that gets rolling? Or is that is that how college sports are conducted? Uh, Who knows? So, yeah, I, I don't really think it happened. There might have been some communication, but I don't think they would be mm -hmm. a – fire your head coach because we kind of want to hire him as a defensive coordinator. Right. Um, there might have been some conversation of, like, the logistics of if a deal was to happen, how exactly that would work. Um, and I definitely think he would – he needs to be – if he's not, he needs to be one of the top candidates, if not the top candidate for that USC defensive coordinator job because yeah. I think he's an outstanding defensive coordinator this, The Defense that he runs, the three three five, is my favorite defense. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's it can stop anything when executed right and you get the right guys. And I think with the talent level he can bring in at USC, that defense could be nasty. Um, paired with Lincoln Riley's offense, I, I don't see why he wouldn't try to get that pairing. And Arnett wouldn't exactly be the most expensive guy to get. Uh, so right. And also, if he get, if he if I'm not mistaken, if he gets a job right at like right at, like here soon, then it will cut into our buyout. Of yes, him. yes. So that's I mean that's 
that'd be great. I mean, by the way, okay, so this is a little bit of breaking news. Um, tweet from Brett McMurphy said, Mississippi State standout Z- uh, wide receiver Xavion Thomas inked a national NIL deal with Google. Hmm. Um, NIL momentum appears to be building in Starkville, the school's official collective Bulldog, uh, Bulldog Initiative. Donate if you can. Donate if you can. Because uh, the collective announced earlier today that a group of donors are committed to matching the next million dollars in contributions. That is huge for Mississippi State. That is absolutely amazing. I'm so happy that people are donating and uh, hopefully getting us caught up in these new college football times that we are living in. Um, That is a huge, huge, huge deal. I am super excited to hear about that. I just, I just thought that was a something interesting to add in there, especially talk about all this Mississippi State, um, all this Mississippi State information. Um, so transitioning back to coaching, Arnett is out. Give me your top three that you want to see lead the Bulldogs. Hmm. My top three. Um, my number one is Jed Fish at Arizona. Mm, I, really I like, love that pick. I really I like it. what I've been seeing out of Arizona. Um, yep. I think he can build a program. I mean, they had, what, two wins three seasons ago? He's built that program from the ground up. Les Miles yep. and Kevin Sumlin left them in shambles. Or Les Miles was at Kansas. Someone was right. at Arizona. Um, and talking about Kansas, I think Lance Leipold, he's my number two. Yep. He's really, really good. Um, I think he was at D3, and he won a national championship. Like, every other year he was there. Like, he mm-hmm. was amazing. Uh, and then he went – I mean, he was at Buffalo, and that program was in the dumps, and he resurrected them. Now he's at Kansas doing fairly well. I mean, Les Miles left that program in the in, as a dumpster fire. So those two guys have really built the program up. And number three could be a lot of guys. Uh, I actually found out today that Jamie Chadwell runs the triple option. And as a former offensive lineman, for those the listeners that don't know, I used to play college football at the D3 level as an offensive lineman. Um, in high school, I ran the wing tee, the veer option. And it was – it still is my favorite offense. Um so Chadwell probably has taken just one step ahead of the field for that third place spot, just because he runs the triple option. Uh, that definitely like it perked my ears up and kind of raised him up the board. Uh, but after that, it could be a number of guys. But I think Fish is number one, and um, Leipold's number two, and then I guess Chadwell. If I had to put him somebody at three, it'd be Jamie Chadwell. Mm, I like it. So <clears throat> my my board shares a lot of uh, your names. I do not want to name those names, so I'm going to try my best to give you some different names. <clears throat> Excuse me. So first off, I'm going to say one. I know that it is unlikely. I'm going to get this out of the way, and I will try to exp- say the pros and cons of this name. I'm going to say this, and we're going to get it out of the way. Dan Mullen. So listen, do I think Dan Mullen is a good long-term answer for Mississippi State? No, I do not. 
Is it intriguing? It's always going to be intriguing. He is the most, uh, he is, he led the school during our time of most, I'm not getting my words out right. <clears throat> he is the wanna... program in the most dominant time. Yes, absolutely. Took us to number one in the country, took us to a New Year's Six Bowl, um, coached the greatest quarterback that's ever come through Mississippi State. It's hard not to be like, man, that would be fun to go back to that. Here's the thing. This is a different day and age. We do not know if that would happen. And also, someone in our group chat said it the other day, your exes are your exes for a reason. Yep. So, is it – I mean, obviously, he's not coaching anywhere right now. I do think he was let go from Florida a little bit too early. I agree with that. Um, so, maybe does he want to prove himself again? Maybe do I see him staying another nine, ten years in Starkville? No, I, 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 I really don't. Could he be here for five? Maybe I just, I don't. This new realm of college football is different. This is different than 2014, 2015, 2016. It's it's impossible to know. I think there's problems with it. I think there's great things come with it. He's a huge name. It'd be a big splash for Mississippi State. That being said, I'm not sure, I'm not sold that it's my top priority. So when I say number one, it's not my number one choice because it's not. I love um, shoot. I've I've seen so many coaches' names. I'm blanking on names. I know he coaches at Liberty. That's Chadwell. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, Chadwell. I know I'm I'm stealing that one. I really like Liberty coach. I know he's a he's a is he the one that's on the older side, or is that Tulane's coach? Uh, Tulane's coach is uh, Willie Fritz. He's in his 60s. Chadwell's fairly young. Okay. This is his first year at Liberty. <clears throat> he was at Coastal Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. He took and over were, Liberty after Hugh Freeze. And they were pretty successful at uh, He's Coastal undefeated Carolina. at Liberty right now, 9-0. Is he really undefeated, too? I think he's Look, winning. man. <laughs> I think the problem with him, though, is the buyout, because he's under contract until 2030. Um, mm. Not buyouts, pretty hefty. I can imagine. So <clears throat> I like him a lot, and I like um, I like Tulane's coach as well. I like Tulane's. Mark coach. Andrews is down. It doesn't look good. Oh, he's injured. Oh, also, we are recording this during Thursday night football. Um, I didn't even have it pulled up. I completely forgot until you said that. That is not um, good. Are we looking at knee? Are we looking it's, at? I think it's leg. He is Lamar's frustrated. The way he got tackled, it looked like his leg kind of got rolled up. Oh man, I hate that. God, 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 I hate that. <sighs> well, we'll talk a little bit more about some college football here, or not college football, uh, some NFL here in a little bit. Um, when you hear something about Mark Andrews, if you hear anything or see anything, let me know. All right. <clears throat> um, all right. We will move on. That was not the only SEC West firing uh, this weekend because Jimbo Fisher is also out at Texas A&M after throttling Mississippi State this weekend. Um, <clears throat> it's very obvious. This uh, this move was planned before the game even kicked off. Um, I don't think that's a question. Otherwise, it'd be a weird look to beat a team. What was the final score? I know we had 10. It was 51, I believe. 51 to 10, and then you fire your coach not even 12 hours later. It's pretty insane. Um, 
Now, the benefit gives – obviously, you hear about two coaches in the same conference in the same division, which divisions will not be a thing next year. But you hear about that, and you – it's easy to start worrying, oh, wow, they're going to dilute the coaching pool. I will say this. It, it feels like A&M is looking in different pools than we are. Oh, 100%. Like, they're looking for – they're huge names. Elaine I, I, Kiffin, I heard it uh, from somebody. Uh, I really like the analogy. They're deep sea fishing, and we're on the creek bank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've had the same amount of success. So, I mean, maybe that maybe that deep sea fishing ain't worth it sometimes. Just saying. Um, I also just think Jimbo wasn't a very good coach. He's a good recruiter, but he's just not a very good coach. Um Yeah, I was. I'm looking at what the group chat was saying about um, Dan Mullen because, oh man, I mean, it'd be pretty crazy. Not gonna lie, it'd be pretty. There's not many times that a, a coach. I know Cheryl did it, but there's not many times that a coach uh, get or leaves and then comes back. That's pretty rare. Yeah. Um. Again, I mean, A and M. Who do you? Kind of okay, like just real quick, we don't have to give a top three, but like who do you see as like interesting to go to A and M? And let's just Lane Kiffin's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's not. Um I think if he was gonna go somewhere, he would have gone to Auburn last year. Um I will say this, I think it's dumb that he doesn't just come out and say, I don't want like I don't want the job. I'm going to be here. You gotta play I get you gotta play the game, but like last year you saw the problems it caused whenever you're not just saying this is where I want to be. Yeah. Like, like Shane Beamer did that. Not a problem. Uh, Dion kind of said that. He said like, my, my family's here. My sons are here. My dog is here. My daughter, like I pay taxes, taxes here. It's like, here. Yeah, yeah. That was my favorite one. I was like, okay, <laughs> like, can you just say you don't want, he also had another quote that made me laugh. He was like, do you think I sit around and think about stuff like that? I was like, yes. <laughs> I saw the article. I was like, I absolutely do. You're a businessman. You're one of the most uh, marketable uh, coaches in college football right now. And Texas a is a huge brand. Yeah. Yeah, I do think you would rather be in College Station than, uh, than Boulder. I just yeah. do. In the yeah. SEC. Come on now. Um. <clears throat> Speaking of the SEC West, um, Ole Miss, they really thought they could, didn't they? Yeah. And really walking off the field. He's limping. So I would assume but, knee, not ankle. He's walking on his own power, but it's okay. painful. You could tell. That's positive. But though. I'm thinking it's knee. Okay. It's very, That's really positive, though. Yeah, very positive. Especially um, for me as Mark Andrews owner in five yes. of my seven leagues. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ole Miss got throttled by Georgia. Um, Georgia looks like that team again. Oh yeah, like Georgia's, they Georgia's rolling. Yeah, they G- Georgia's on another steamroll. I don't want to necessarily say they're they're gunning for that third national championship in a row, but they definitely look they look night and day different uh, when Brock Bowers is not on the field, and when he's on the field, they are like. Extremely See, scary again. I, I I thought they were playing pretty well without him. Um, yeah, I, I like they've turned it on since they really started playing well once he was gone. Um, I mean, they kind of struggled with Missouri, but Missouri's a really good team. 
Yeah, they are. But everybody else, I don't really think they've had a challenge other than Missouri, even with or without Brock Bowers. I mean, Brock Bowers elevates them to a whole other level. Yeah. But I think they were really just kind of playing with their food, so to speak, at the beginning of the year. And now they're like, all right, let's quit playing around. Let's just show everybody who we are. I think it yep. also helped that they put Ohio State in front of them. I don't, I didn't yes. like that, but I, that, I didn't knowing how Kirby Smart is, if he had them convinced that they were going to go six and six last year, he definitely did something when they weren't ranked number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say Georgia has entered this echelon of teams. I think that it's like it's kind of a likened to like the early 2010s Alabama, where like. Yeah, they might play with, like you said, they might play with their food a little bit. But for those big games where, like, people are like, oh, they might get upset. Oh, you got to watch out. No, they're going to put their foot on their necks. Like, if it's close at halftime, it won't be close at the end of the game. For sure. And it was not close pretty much at all during that game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, I, st- I, still, uh, I still think, like, Jackson Dart's a good quarterback. I still think that offense is pretty good. But uh, that defense is just porous. And uh, while we're talking about Ole Miss, let me let me sit in my chair. Um, so listen, the last couple of weeks I've received a little bit of hate for being supportive of the Ole Miss football program. And uh, watching that game on Saturday, I kind of something started stirring in my soul, right? And I was like, mm, this this feels good watching them lose. This is strange. And then Monday rolls around. Coach Arnett gets fired. And my Ole Miss friends, I thought friends, including my younger brother, shout out Brother Beanwell, decide to say that Mississippi State is the new Vanderbilt. And I stopped and I said, you know what? I think I hate Ole Miss again. So here I am. I'm planting my flag. I don't care for the University of Mississippi. And you may quote me on that. I'm done. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I want to win by a billion points. I wish they would have won. I wish they would have won against Georgia so that we could have taken that away from them in in a week's time. <laughs> the Egg Bowl is in a week. Can you believe that? Yeah, I think that's part of the reason that you were kind of feeling it. Um, Getting close to the Egg Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Halloween was over. Thanksgiving's kind of right there. It's just kind of Egg Bowl week's coming up and kind of had that little tug on you. And then – Them true colors, man. And then all your quote-unquote friends kind of just threw you off the edge. Yeah, they're like, ah, like like y'all sting. I was like, okay, Um, the Egg Bowl's going to be weird. It's gonna be really weird. Jackson Dart, we know, is banged up. Mississippi I thought, State, I've obviously, heard that he's look, done for the season. I could be mistaken, but I've seen I, that he is not gonna play uh, these next two games. I have not heard that. Hold on, I don't set it in stone. It's just what I've heard. I saw it somewhere. Uh, I'm look. I'm just doing a little looking. Right I know there. he was questionable this week for sure. Um. He so <clears throat> he took a pretty good shot um, during the game on Saturday, but he did not re-enter the game. I think that can more. Uh, I think that can more be um, 
they were getting killed. <laughs> yeah, they're getting killed. There's no reason to put put it out there against future NFL players. Yeah, just you know, set them out. Um, I have I do see confirmation that uh, Jackson Dart will return to Ole Miss for his senior season. Hmm. So he will be back next year. I did I I did not think anything of it, or I did not think anything different. Um. So Dart will be back next year. I do not see anything about him missing um, missing this upcoming Saturday. Although, if they're playing ULM, I really don't think they need him. <laughs> I really don't think they need him. I hope they don't need him. Um, just let him rest up and get ready for the Egg Bowl if they want to. I mean, don't get me wrong. Send him out there if you want. <laughs> um, send him out there if you want. But if I was Lane Kiffin, I wouldn't necessarily um, – I wouldn't – I maybe give him one or two, three drives, if that, and then get him healthy from there. If he's healthy for this week. He might not be. Um, is Will – Will's back this week. Is that correct? He So I've heard he could be back. I've heard he's done for the year. I've heard a lot of things. Uh, but – from Arnett before he was let right. go, uh, there's a possibility he could come back this week. Yes. And then Woody's mom tweeted something like at at her son, the last two games of the season, let's turn it up. Sounding like he was maybe coming back. Uh, so I think his return was a little bit more doubtful. I'd seen that he was just done for the year. Uh, the dude took a beating. And like week in and week out, he always took a beating. He's a tough guy. Don't get me wrong. I love him. He's one of my favorite running backs to wear maroon and white, but he just took a beating. And I don't know if his body's holding up, but uh, I, I'm not sure if he's coming back. I haven't seen anything that would suggest he is. I think Will has a better chance. Um, so, I mean, there's that. I definitely mm-hmm. think it's, it's a higher chance for Will to be back than Woody. But I'm not going to say 100% that Woody's out because I think I think there still is a, a chance somewhere. Yeah, this was a, this would be about the time of the week that we kind of hear, um, of course, it would be from Greg Knox now, um, whether or not somebody is, uh, is making progress positively. And I don't believe we've heard anything. I'm sure we'll hear something probably tomorrow. The only thing uh, I've seen from him, uh, I believe it was Tuesday, was – He's waiting on the medical experts and their opinions on it. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, saying he's not a doctor. <laughs> so fair. He is an undefeated. Is he undefeated as an interim? I think he's two and zero as an interim. He's undefeated, guys. He's putting that record on the line. And the in uh, well in first against Southern Miss and then against uh, um, against Mississippi or against Ole Miss. Um, okay, so. Moving from a slightly getting to be a slightly depressing uh, egg bowl to the college football playoffs, uh, things are getting a little bit interesting. Resumes are getting kind of ironed out. Some resumes look better than others. We've got a potential for some really hurt feelings oh. by the time our final CFP rankings come out. Yep. So. De facto number one right now is Georgia. They they just look the best. Every team that that's supposed to play them close, ex- with the exception of like 
Missouri. Was it Missouri? Yeah, Missouri, Missouri and then I think everybody else has been destroyed in the past month. They now they're back at full strength. I think they're the number one team in the country. Um, Michigan. Um, I'm going to say this. The way that Michigan – good on them for finally accepting the suspension because it was getting ridiculous. But um, the way they were acting after winning against Penn State, which is a big win. Don't get me wrong. That's a big win. I don't really understand (laughs) acting as if your coach had been, like, falsely imprisoned. Act like he was dead. Or or dead, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the thought process behind. Like, it's a cheating scandal, yeah. and he's suspended for three games. It could be a lot worse. It could. Like, it could be a lot worse. Like, suspended three games for that is, uh, I wouldn't even call that a slap on the wrist. Like, it no, I, been, I wouldn't either. It could have been real bad. Um. And I don't think it's over yet. Let me be clear. I don't really think it's over yet because I, I think, think it's if done I'm not mistaken, this year, if, like, yeah, we might hear something about it in the off season, but it's definitely there's nothing else this season that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I believe it was the Big Ten that did uh, the suspension, and then the NCAA has kind of yet to deal with them. Yeah. Um. So I hope I hope Michigan gets run off the field these last two weeks. They won't. Um, the, uh, the, the game is kind of a question mark, but I think it's, it's only a question mark because Harbaugh is not going to be there. I still think that's the better team. I think they're better than Ohio state Mm. with it being in Michigan. I think everything was leaning towards Michigan. Now Ohio state has a leg up on the coaching side, but talent wise, I still think they're the better team. Uh, I don't know if coaching can overcome that, but. I mean, Michigan is still no, – they're Michigan. They're pretty good. Yes. So, okay, as we sit right now, if the playoffs began today, we would have Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State is our top four. I do not think that Ohio State is better than Michigan. Um, I would love to see Michigan lose, but I don't think they're, they're better. Obviously, one of these two teams are going to fall. Yeah, I, um, I think the reason Ohio State's higher than Michigan right now is because they both have the win over Penn State, mm-hmm. but Ohio State has the win over Notre Dame. Yes. Michigan has a win over who? Exactly. UNLV. I, I mean, I don't. Yeah. that might be their second hardest game outside of Penn State. Who knows? Now, four through eight, you can make a serious case for yeah. pretty much all of them if they went out. So let's say Florida State wins out. It's hard to keep ACC champ. You can't out. keep a thirteen and zero conference champ out. Power it's, five conference. That'd be champ. no. That, that'd be you. I really don't think you could do that. Yeah. Um, Washington State, or I'm sorry, not Washington State. Excuse me. I was look. I was mixing my names together. Washington, the Huskies, the current MacGuffin holders, mind you. Um, let's say they went out, which they would have to play Oregon. No, well, yeah, they'd have to play Oregon in the title game, right? I think they would. As it stands right now, they would play Oregon, yes. Okay. Um, Those two are going to probably have to play each other again. Let's say Washington wins out, then you have another 13-0 conference 
Exactly. You got to be in. But again, Ohio, Ohio State and Michigan have to play each other too. Yep. So and only that's one gonna, of those teams is going to play 12 games. Exactly. You can't have the 12 team, the, the 12 game team in there. Yep. Uh, Oregon, they. They need um, – well, obviously, they have to beat Washington in the title game. And they need – they really need Florida State to lose. Yeah. And then – because whoever loses Ohio State-Michigan, really, even though it says 2-3, you might as well consider that, like, tied for two. Yeah, that's 2A and 2B. Yes. Um, I, if Michigan – in the current standings, if Michigan were to lose, I feel like they would fall to five. If Ohio State lost, I feel like they might lose. I think Michigan, if they lose, would fall behind Washington, Oregon, and Alabama. Mm. So, okay, getting to that, this is where the chaos is starting to kick in. So, Texas obviously has a win against Alabama. They're one loss against Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Two loss, Oklahoma. <clears throat> Two loss, Oklahoma. Um. If they win, I mean they they've got to have they've got to have some of those big boys at the top knock each other off and yeah. things to fall the right they need way. Help. Texas needs some help. Yeah, I don't think they, I don't think they deserve it. They haven't really looked that good against the weak so Big either. Twelve. I mean, they played Kansas State's a good team. They if mm-hmm. they were playoff contenders though, they don't go in overtime against Kansas State. They don't struggle yeah. against Kansas's Kansas with a backup quarterback. Uh, they struggled against Houston for a little bit. Score doesn't really reflect it, but that was a ball game going into the fourth quarter. Right. Uh, Texas just hasn't really looked good since that Alabama game. So, yes, and the, so the Alabama game. So, for Alabama, you went out, you played Georgia, you beat Georgia. That is winning. where things – They had the best win in college football, and they beat yes. Georgia. Hands down. That is – No argument. Interesting. Yeah. So – I was having a discussion with some people today about this situation with the Alabama and Texas. Mm-hmm. And yes, Texas beat Alabama head to head, but that was in September in week three. If they yes. were to play right now, Alabama would run them out of the stadium, whether it be in Texas, Tuscaloosa, wherever you play, Alabama's running them out of the stadium. Alabama's playing yes. so good right now. And it was the conversation was do you put a 12 and one Texas in over a 12 and one Alabama. And I was like, you can't. And they were like, well, yeah. why not? Texas has the head to head. I was like, well, that may be true, but that is the only thing, the only advantage Texas has. Their one loss is to a Texas one loss is now to a two loss Oklahoma team, which does not look good. Mm-hmm. They've played a lot of close games. Their best win is Alabama, but their next best win is Kansas State. Mm-hmm. If Alabama goes 12-1, and one, they'll have wins over Georgia, Ole Miss, LSU. Who else have they played? Uh, Tennessee. Kentucky's not a bad team. Uh, Alabama's resume is just way better, and they've handled yeah. all these all these opponents. Like, they haven't played a close game in two months. Right. Um, Texas has. So, I think that's why Alabama would get the leg up. Um, but also, what do you do with Georgia if they're 12-1? and one? See, that's what I was about to say because let's say they – okay, so if they're number one and they lose to Alabama, let's say – okay, let's – man, because I don't know what the movement's going to be. Can we can we look real quick at what Washington's uh, next two games are? They play um, – I know they play Oregon State this week. 
I want to say they play Washington State next week. That that would make sense. Um, yeah. Let's say you split. I mean, well, you really need Washington to lose one of those two games. Alabama needs Washington to lose one. Yes. Of those. Yes. yes. And they also would like Florida State to lose. Yes, I don't think they does. Florida does Florida play Florida State? Yes. That might be a frisky one. I'm not going to lie to you. That might be a frisky game. That one might Where be some fun. Is it in the swamp or is it in Tallahassee? I do not know. I do. Not, <laughs> I do not know. This he is typing so aggressively. I love it. <laughs> they play at it. Florida. At, oh, in the swamp. Is that night too? At six o'clock, November twenty fifth. Oh man, Florida! You have the opportunity to do the funniest thing ever. Okay. And so, then I think they would play oh – Florida State would still have a conference championship game. And now mm-hmm. this year it's the top two overall. And right now two. that stands to be Louisville. Yeah. Which I think Louisville could give them a run. Louisville's look pretty good. They're 6-1 and one in the conference, 9-1 and one overall. I think they're – who? I don't know. I'm not sure who their only loss is. Their loss is to – they lost to Pittsburgh. That was mm-hmm. an embarrassment. But other than that, they've looked pretty solid. So. Okay. So let's say Georgia loses, Ohio State loses, and Washington. I know Washington's five, but Georgia, Ohio State, and Florida State lose. Well, no, we'll do Washington. Georgia, Ohio State, Washington. In my mind, what the top or the top four would look like would be Michigan at the one, mm-hmm. uh, Florida State at two, yeah, probably Georgia. Uh, well, hold on. I think it goes Alabama Georgia. Alabama Georgia, man. You know Lord, they're not going to be two, three, and one four. So they're going to be they're going to be back to back. Um, mm. I, I I don't think Alabama beats Georgia. I, I, they're one of the teams that could, but yeah, I, I don't see it happening. If it does, though, I don't think you can keep either one of those teams out. That would be Georgia's first loss in three years. They won back to back national champions championships. Yep. You can't keep them out of the playoff. They're one of the the four best teams in the nation. Georgia goes to Rocky Top this weekend. And they're going to run Tennessee out of out of Neyland. Mm, that might be a fun one. It won't be. Um, that's going to be very interesting. I do not envy the job of uh, being on the college football playoff committee um, for situations like this. No, or last year either. Last year sucked with the whole TCU thing. Oh, that was – that was a mess. Um, okay. Let's talk this weekend because we mentioned Georgia a little bit. Um, we got some fun games, some weird games, but fun games. Uh, let's pick an 11 a.m. game to get it out of the way. I, no no skin in the game at all with this game. It's Mississippi State versus Southern Miss. Game of um, the week. Game of the week. Game of the millennium. Greg Knox legacy game. Um, the battle of the two best teams in the state. That's correct. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Mississippi State's favored by 13 and a half. Um, over covered. under is 46 and a half. I, I love State and the under here. Um, I just think we'll probably score like 28 points and they maybe we'll score a touchdown. Am I being overconfident? It's entirely possible. Um, we looked horrible last week. We looked horrible two weeks in a row. We looked hor- We looked bad all year. Um, yeah. I do think that uh, they're ready to play hard. I think that the guys are – if the players are to be believed on Twitter, they're ready to play. They, they want the fans to be there. They want to – like Greg Knox said, they want to win that state championship. Yep. They want to beat Southern Miss. They want to beat Ole Miss. You can't do that unless you beat Southern Miss. So I think they will handle uh, Southern Miss, and I think there will not be a lot of points scored. I think it will be about 28 probably for state. It's going to be our number. I think they beat the dog out of them. I think it's going to be like 42 to 17. I think they come out playing hard. Will comes back, comes out slinging that rock. It's going to be a blowout. Going to kill kill the mustard buzzards early in their yeah. season, send them packing, make everybody cry in Hattiesburg. If we lose this game, I have to shave my beard. If we lose this game, I'm deleting everything, and y'all won't hear from the dude again. I don't want that in my life. You guys don't want that in your lives. We need this. Uh, we need this win for Mississippi State. Um, Georgia, Tennessee, we mentioned this one earlier. Georgia is a 10-point favorite against old Rocky Top. Over-unders 59 and a half. I know I said that might be a frisky one. Um, I like Georgia here. Like we said earlier, they. Uh, I think it is a team that could play them kind of close at the half. But I think Georgia is far and away just better matched against them. Um I think they're the most complete team in college football right now. They're on the fast track to another national championship. If they can get past Alabama in a couple weeks. That being said, you can't get to, or you can't uh, be undefeated for three straight years without winning this game. So I will take Georgia minus 10 and I will take the over. I think that's going to get gross on Rocky top. I think it's a repeat of last week. Give me Georgia covering Mm -hmm. and give me the over. I think the score could be the exact same. Yeah. Um, okay. Kentucky, South Carolina, these it's uh it's that meme battle of battle of mid. Um Kentucky's one and a half point favorites. That's how close these two teams are in the eyes of the line. Uh over under is fifty four and a half. It's at Ken no, it's at South Carolina. Okay. Is it a night game uh, or a day game? That's a good point. Can we find that out? Hold on, I got it, I got it, I got it. What time is the South Carolina football game? We are under the lights. I will take South Carolina plus one and a half, and I will take – oh, my soul wants to say under. I can't do that to myself. I have to pick the over. South Carolina plus one and a half, and I'm taking the over. That's an easy choice. It is. Columbia at nighttime, yeah. Um, (laughs) Florida, Mizzou. This is a fun one. I do think this one is going to be a little fun. Is it in the swamp? Uh, I believe it's. Uh, I believe it's on at Missouri. 
Lamar Jackson's down. What? Hurt his ankle. They got they got a ban Thursday night football. He couldn't even he get it. Oh no. Good. Honestly, shout out my boy Quinn. I've never seen someone have so many injuries in college in a, oh, in a that's, fantasy football that's year. That's dirty. Defensive end was tackling him and then twisted his ankle on the way down. You're a lot. Hold on, I want to see if I can pull. It was up. a or linebacker. Like he twisted his ankle. I want to see. I mean, I don't want to see, but like I want to. They're even talking about it in the group chat now. Hold on. That just looks so, dirty. Sorry for the uh, for the dead air right now. We're trying. Just wanted. I want to know what happened. He was running out of bounds, and the guy kind of grabbed his ankle to tackle him, and he held onto his ankle and somewhat twisted it on the way down. I'm sure I'll see a. I'm sure I'll see a video here soon. Uh, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews will not return. He will not return. Great. Uh, everything that could go wrong is going wrong for the Ravens right now. Yeah. This is the play where Mark Andrews got hurt. Let me see. Oh, yeah, he got rolled up. That sucks. They said it was his ankle, not his knee. Okay, that's good. Well, I mean, eh. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, gonna switch back. Oh, yeah. What time is the Missouri football game? They are they are in Columbia at 630. <clears throat> uh, Missouri is minus 11 and a half over under 59 big line. I'll take the under and I like Florida to cover. <clears throat> I think Florida's gonna make this one a little frisky. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be fun. I, I think Missouri will win, but I think it'll be It'll be a little bit of a, ooh, okay, watch out. <clears throat> I think Missouri wins easily. Ooh, um, okay. I'm going to take the under just because I don't think Florida scores that many points. Uh, mm. So I'm taking Missouri to cover 11 and a half, and I'm taking the under. I like it. Utah versus Arizona. We are stepping out of the SEC here, and we are talking a little pick them because there is no line for this one. This is – it's either one point or it's 1.5, so it's floating around there. Over-under is 45. I love, love, love the over in this game. 45 seems really low. I like Arizona. Again, we were talking uh, about how good of a job uh, Coach Fish has done at Arizona. I love it. I love Arizona. I still don't understand how we beat them. Because we're a better football team. I mean, it's plain and simple. And by transit of property, we're better than Oregon State. Oh, fact. So that was known. We we've been known that. <laughs> Shout out. What's his name? I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop him B3. right now. B at B zero zero six zero seven one eight. Look at me. I have a name and then a bunch of numbers in my name, and I have really bad opinions. That's you, bud. That's you. (laughs) 
Oh, it's so I'm so happy he found I found his Twitter again. I'm so happy. Oh god. I don't like him. He's really funny though. Um yeah, give me Arizona, man. I like him. I'm taking Arizona and I'm taking the under. Um I think it's gonna be a defensive ball game. <gasps> I think Arizona wins. That's gross. And a tight one. I still <sighs> win. Okay, college football. You know what? Let's just keep it rolling. We'll just keep going NFL. We'll we'll buffer. We'll we'll be fine. Um, it's been a couple days, and we're in the middle of beginning a new week of of NFL football. So we're just gonna get right to it. Uh, the Cowboys destroyed the Giants. Uh, the Giants. Shout out Tommy DeVito. Had twenty four yards going into the fourth quarter. Oh yeah, had maybe the most Italian looking family of all time. But good. Seems like a good kid. They might be Italian. They the jury's out, <laughs> but it seems possible. Now he seems like a cool kid. I, I you played the Dallas Cowboys as as the Giants, and you're going to get creamed. It's just going to happen every time. Um, Josh Dobbs took the Vikings higher. Yeah. Uh, are, are we getting Fitz Magic vibes, or are we just like is he like actually like a pretty good quarterback? I mean, he's shown he showed signs last year at Tennessee. Uh, I haven't really seen. I think it's just a little bit of magic. I don't really think he's that good. I think it's just he's still that adrenaline is still running. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I don't see it. There's a re- he got benched in Arizona for I can't even think. Clayton Toon is who they were gonna is who they played. I mean, I I don't see it. He's just captured the moment and been playing. He's been playing good, but I don't think he holds up. So that's nice. just my opinion. Okay. Lamar's walking to the to the locker room. Okay. Is he like being helped or oh no, he's turning around. He was in the blue tent. Now he's jogging up and down the sideline. Okay. That's probably a good sign. Um Okay. Um Bengals lost a close one to the Texans. Uh, Bengals still look pretty good. Um, the NFL is weird like that. You're just going to have these little games where CJ Stroud looks amazing. CJ Stroud boys, dude, they look they look pretty good. Uh, Tank Dell, the man that you have tried to trade for on multiple occasions, but you also tried to trade me because yeah, life I've had is a him. Circle. I had him for a long time. I just ran out of roster spots. So yep, he's a and I get that cap room. Um, Casualty. Yep. Uh, I I think I have a curse when I trade with people on fantasy. I think they have a bad week immediately after. Uh, you, of course, were undefeated, and then you suffer your first loss. I've never seen a team put up so many single digits. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to dump on oh, you. It was bad. But I mean, like two of my best players didn't even get ten points combined. That's crazy. Um. Bad week. It really was like it's it's because I was like checking in because I knew you were playing Penix and I was like, oh god, like what's he going also on? Had a really good week. I think he yeah he like did one fifty, so which is wild because he was missing Kelsey and Mahomes. Yeah. Yep. Um. So okay, I mean, not a whole lot. We're getting kind of like the the middle of the road uh, NFL NFL part of the season. Um. Of course, we got Thursday night football. I'm I is so. What do we know about? I'm still waiting for. Uh, 
You not found video? Is it not out there? I still haven't seen one. Uh, college football. Uh, CF Budge on Twitter. Shout out CF Budge. Put out his quadrant uh, college football rankings, and that's fun. You, you know, you're you're familiar with the quadrant system of ranking wins and whatnot. I think so. Yes. So. Obviously, Q1 is like the highest quality wins you can possibly have. Q2 is a little bit lower. Q3 is not good. Q4 is like you're playing a really, really bad team. You're playing a a nothing team. Florida State is sitting pretty at number one in this ranking. Going off their quality of wins. Alabama at number two. Ohio State at three. Washington at four. Yes. Hmm. He has them having – Two Q one wins. Who would those even? Who would those be? Got to be like North Carolina and LSU. Probably or Duke and LSU. He's got two Q twos, five Q threes, and one Q four. Uh, Bama has uh, two Q ones, but one Q one loss to Texas. I assume. Yeah. Uh, three Q two Q threes. To, yeah, um, I'm just looking at Q1 wins. Um, Ohio State has two Q1s. I guess, yeah, that would be uh, Penn State and uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. Washington has two, so that'd be Oregon and uh, hmm. Arizona. I don't think Arizona would be a Q1. I think they're, they're probably a Q2. Who's Washington's other Q1? USC, maybe? Oh, yeah, it probably is USC. Um, Ole Miss is at number five. How about that? I mean, two losses against Bama and Georgia, the two teams that are playing for the SEC championship. Yeah. Um, Texas at six. Georgia is at seven. Because they have played zero Q1 games, which we knew. But they're um, about to play, I would assume, play one. Or this is probably Q2, and then they'll have SEC. They've played five Q2 games, according to CF Budge. Hmm. Which I love CF Budge. I think he has really good college football takes. They're not He's considering good. Ole Miss a Q1? I guess not, which is strange. Hmm. I don't really understand that. I mean, Ole Miss number five, that's got to be a Q1. Yeah, to me, that definitely has to be a Q1. Uh, other other SEC teams, Missouri ranked at nine. They're one and two in Q1 games. Uh, LSU is one and three in Q1 games. Future uh, Oklahoma's two losses are Q2. That's why they're at 14. Tennessee is one and two. Wait a minute. They counted. Uh, they counted their loss. Arizona's loss to us as a Q three. Just so you know, hmm. not great. Oh, um, uh, I just realized this because they're showing replays. Lo- I think his name's Logan Wilson. He's number fifty five for the Bengals. He was the one that tackled Mark Andrews too, and Lamar, and both of them ended up hurt. Really? Maybe a little coincidence, but uh, yeah. Huh. Okay. Um. Okay, so who do you have winning this game tonight? 
I think the Bengals right now. Yeah, yeah, I think the Bengals are going to win. But that's also my favorite team that I follow, just because Joe Burrow. Um, so I don't know if you know uh, about what Fortnite, our beloved game that has made one of the most epic comebacks of all time. Uh, did you see what they posted today in their new update? I have not seen it today. Uh, what was it? So they are censoring. They are preventing you from using certain skins on certain creative maps. Hmm. I, I don't – also, they are uh, keeping a – excuse me. They are keeping a log of voice chats if you use the voice chat feature built into Fortnite. And if there is enough like hateful speech, then they could possibly suspend your account. I saw that. I saw some somebody had that happen to them, and like he wasn't even saying anything. According because to people can just report thing. it. Yeah. Um, Fortnite was on such a monster roll. I do not know why they would implement this right now. I think it's um, to prevent problems from happening. And uh, now fair. it's kind of blown back up. Yeah. Um, but also Call of Duty released this week. And I got to say, I've had about a week playing it now. I've been playing the zombies mode and all that good stuff. And I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, multiplayer, it feels like there's still got some things to fix with the spawns. Um, uh, gun. Some of the guns kick like crazy. Some have no recoil at all. Zombies is very different than it, than other zombies installments. It's like DMZ if you ever played DMZ. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's ramped up. But it's a lot of fun. It gives you. There's a really really cool skin to work towards. Uh, it takes a lot of work, but it is a pretty baller skin that I really want to get a hold of. That and the Homelander skin, which I have not received yet. I really want to get that skin, but um. Yeah, that's that's two of these big shooter games kind of blowing back up at the at the same time is always fun. I think it's good for uh, good for the gaming industry in general. Um, that's just a little quick entertainment roundup. I didn't have a lot on that one. Um, we've got some fantasy to talk about. Hmm. Do you do you want to just speak in like do do you want to dive in here or do you want to kind of just it's up. It's completely up to you. I'm I'm down for whatever. We can roll with it. Um, we can kind of go through uh, who did good and who did bad last week. Let's go take a look. Let's just uh, let's see. I'm pulling up my app. At least on my team. Let's see who is a a top a top star. Hey Joe, I really need you to step it up here. I mean, I had a bunch of players just play really well against pitchers team. Bless them. I needed it. Oh, oh, superstar of the week for me was TJ uh, TJ Hawkinson yeah. putting up a thirty burger. Yeah, I needed. I don't think I Josh Dobbs threw to anybody else except for him. And uh, no, and yeah, that's uh, um, Tank Dell had another great game. Yeah, dang, I lost Tank Dell. Um, he had eighteen. Uh, the Colts defense had seventeen. That was pitchers blow up. Uh, like the big uh, big performance prediction of the week last week. Props yeah. to him for that. I did pick them up immediately after he said that, and it worked wonderfully. Yeah. Dak um, was obviously QB1, put up 39. Uh, Herbert looked good. Dobbs was good. I don't like him. <laughs> um, Howell continues to 
play very well. I mean, he's the number three quarterback on the year. He's playing really, really good, averaging 19 a game. Um, running back-wise, Brian Robinson is number one. He's looked really good. Gibbs continued to look good. Singletary got career high in carries, and that turned that into career high in yards. Uh, then you had your normal suspects. Jalen Warren and Najee Harris both ended up in the top ten. Uh, both, I think both Najee. of them got in the end zone. Um. Poor, so, of course, Quinn got back. uh, Our buddy Quinn got back um, C.D. Lamb from me in a generous offer that I should not have done. Uh, C.D. had 39 and a half. But one of the other players involved in that trade was Zach Moss, and he put up a whole .2 points for the Starkville Stinkers. You didn't trade him Zach Moss. I didn't? I thought I did. You traded – it was just C.D. Lamb, I thought. Oh, I must have dropped him and he picked yeah. him up. You I dropped, definitely had Zach Moss. Yeah, so you traded back C.D. Lamb for Jacoby Myers and Pacheco and then right. dropped Pacheco, who I claimed off waivers, and then I traded for Myers. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sam, I'm trying to see the biggest uh, bench warmers of the week. Sam Howell had 24. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty big loss for oh, that's not what I was trying to look at. There's go. a lot of good running backs this week. Uh, you had 15 putting up 15 or more, and then you had, I mean, you get to number 30 before you get below 10. Yep, wide receiver, you had a couple people in the 30s. Keenan Allen had 40, Lamb had 39 and a half. Brandon Cooks got up over 30, and Owen Ra had 30. Uh, Brock a couple Hardy of 20s. 23. Yeah, just I mean it was a good week for a lot of guys in fantasy, just not for the dude. I lost. Yeah, I lost in five of my seven leagues. It was not, <laughs> not fun weekend. You're a, you're a better man than I am. That uh that one would hurt my soul. I haven't have I won a game in that other that ESPN fantasy league that I don't check. Um, I doubt it. I don't think you have. Let's go take a look. We're gonna we're gonna tap in for the first time in about five weeks. Let's see. I'm glad there wasn't a buy-in for this one. I probably would have kept playing if you I You are one and nine. I did get a win? That's yep. insane. You're eliminated from playoff contention <laughs> officially. Oh man. I played uh played Lillian this week. Oh man. The bean team. Who in the world who in the world got beat by me? Uh somebody else who's not playing. You beat oh, him like ninety two to eighty nine. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh God. That's insane. Okay. Um you got any big pickups for this week? We of course we've been active. We we had a trade last week. Um I had a trade with Penix this week. Uh, that I, I, I actually feel pretty, I feel pretty okay about it. Did you see that one? I did see it. Uh, I forgot who it was. Who was it? It was Zay Flowers, it, right? Yeah. Zay Flowers for Tank Dell. I, I think that's pretty fair. Um, Flowers has more potential season long because he's the number one guy. Mm-hmm. Dell right now is the number one because Nico Collins is banged up and he has Noah Brown. I mean, Flowers mm-hmm. is having a fight with 
Odell, who's using a cane to get up and down the field. Oh. Tank Dell's not have, having to fight with a little bit more competent players. Um, so there's that. Uh, pickup wise, I mean, if you really, if you need somebody that desperately, I don't really know. Sam Howell's obviously a good quarterback to pick up. Geno Smith, streaming candidate. Uh, Daryl Henderson, you get him for one more week before Kyron Williams comes back. I mean, past that, I'm not really seeing a lot of guys that intrigue me, at least in this league. Um, let's just do – let's do everybody. Hold on. One second. Do your thing, dude. No worries. Um, I just – I'm just going to – I'm filling time. Uh, don't look now at the Bean, the Bean Invitational Fantasy League. I am trending up in a crazy way. I've won four straight. I was two and four. Now we're sitting at uh, six and four. And it's getting to be kind of scary hours around these here parts. Um, I'm not, I mean, look, I'm not saying that I got the team to, because now if I would have, if I would have kept, uh, if I would have kept CD, yeah, it'd be, it'd be some trouble, I think. Yeah. I really think it would have been some trouble if I kept CeeDee Lamb. Um, but, of course, that is not what happened. And he is gone from my team, which is fine. But, um, who you got for me? Uh, Javante Williams is on the up. I think a lot of these guys that I'm going to mention, they're not going to be on waivers. They're, somebody's mm-hmm. going to have them. I mean, your top 30 guys are usually going to be on roster. Uh, so yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of trade candidate guys. You're looking for guys that uh, haven't really performed that well but still project well to finish the season. Um, one that comes to mind, Devontae Adams. Do uh, you think they're going to feed him for the rest of the season going forward? Um, another receiver is Devontae Smith. With Dallas Goddard having a broke arm, he now moves to number two in that offense. And last year when Goddard got hurt, he kind of blew up. Um, and then you're looking to move off of some guys that aren't looking so great. Like, uh, I mean, Tony Pollard, he hasn't looked good all year. Um, he's a running back 20 on the year, averaging 12 and a half points, which, I mean, sure, 12 and a half points is decent from a running back, but not from where you drafted Tony Pollard, not the guy that you wanted him to do. Right. Um, you don't want that out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Warren, Joe Mixon, kind of some by low guys maybe. Uh, maybe get on Raheem Mostert. Now that HN's coming back, some people might want to move off of him. Josh Jacobs, Pacheco, Connor. I mean, you're just looking for your lower-tier guys somewhere between 15 and 25 usually in that range that haven't performed great, but you look at rest of the season matchup, playoff matchup, just kind of getting prepared for the playoffs. Just if they have really good matchups going forward, they haven't done well. If they haven't done well, you need to look at their matchups that they've had. Like Ramondre Stevenson at the beginning of the year, he played in his first five games, I want to say he played five top ten rush defenses. Um, Mm -hmm. So you definitely – you can see trends in defenses now except for the Broncos 
don't trust that they're the worst against running backs because they have a really, really good defense. Uh, so, I mean, you're going to see a, a green when they play in Denver, but I wouldn't trust that. that that's still when they got beat by 70 by Miami in week whatever early in the year. Uh, but for the most part, matchups are going to be pretty accurate defensive-wise. So you can look at rest of the season rankings. Um, there's a bunch of websites out there that have lists put together with strength of schedule. So just kind of try to get, find guys that you can buy low on. Like I mentioned, Devontae Smith, his, he might be a little bit more expensive because of name. He's a good buy low candidate, though. And Devontae Smith, just guys like that that haven't performed well but project really good the rest of the season. Nice. Okay. Fantastic. Um, I mean, that's about, I think that's about all we got, man. Yeah. I, we, we thought it was going to be a mega episode, but it kind of, the way things went, it just kind of, kind of didn't, which is fine. <clears throat> It'll be about the size of a normal episode. Um, I do have a hot take though. Okay. Um, it's not really a hot take, but it's a fact. And I will be making my wife watch this movie. But Spider-Man 2002 is a Thanksgiving movie. Which one is that? Is that the first? Yes. Tobey Maguire, Green Goblin, that one. Okay. You remember... um, (laughs) Excuse me. You remember uh, whenever they have the dinner in Green Goblin, like he sees like the drop of blood and stuff like that. That is a Thanksgiving dinner. So the main events of Spider-Man 2002 take place at Thanksgiving. Therefore, Spider-Man 2002 is a Thanksgiving movie. Okay. There you, I mean, I can't, mean, can't argue with facts. I, I'm in the crowd that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, therefore it's the greatest Christmas movie. So, I mean, you don't gotta, I, tell, you don't gotta tell me twice on an argument like that. So, it is a Christmas movie. However, it is not the best Christmas movie. It's top three, easily top three. The only thing that can compete with it, in my opinion, is National Lampage. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. My top three does not have National Lampoon in there. Oh, wow. Okay. But here, here's, where we're, here's where we're at. Here's where we're at in the Bean household. Okay. So first off, Spider-Man No Way Home t- takes place at Christmas. Oh, my gosh. It does. Um, I don't think okay. you can, can you count that as yeah a Christmas movie if it's been out for what two years that's fair okay I concede that I'll okay I'll be real for a second on the real though uh, the live action Grinch is a I have to watch it every single year at Christmas time it's so funny you have to watch a lot of movies at Christmas time um, that's true I personally think the one that they just made, the cartoon one, is better. Oh, that's your hot – that's a hot take. I don't – I just do enjoyed think... it more. It's not as creepy. I mean – I mean, that's I understand fair. that it's that's classic, fair. but – Oh, it, man. There are more kids that get nightmares from watching The Grinch than – I love it. Probably enjoy it. Oh, man. I'm not saying Grinch. it's not a good movie. It's, it's a classic. It's a Christmas classic. But I think the – the remake, the cartoon that they just came out with, it's fantastic. That is a take. That is a take I have not heard. 
Um, I think Elf is up there for me. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's it's so funny. Um, okay, so I got Grinch, I got Elf, and I've got let's think. Burrows in the blue tent, non-contact on his throwing hand. Are you serious? He just threw like he threw a touchdown to Joe Mixon, and as soon as he released the ball, he like <sighs> hands on his thighs, gripping his hand, and he can't move his right hand. Ban Thursday night football games. Ban them. <laughs> I'm over it. It looks like a couple of plays earlier he kind of got landed on. He better come back. I'm not going to lie. He better come back because he's only got eight <laughs> points right now. And I'm starting him. Because because I, a fool, started somebody on a Thursday night football game without thinking. You can normally start guys on a Thursday night football game. <sighs> Just – Make sure they're not in your flex, like me. I, I forgot mm-hmm. to do that. I left Zay Flowers in the flex. That would tough. Um, I'm trying to think about that third Christmas movie slot. I don't want to say – I mean, I don't want to say Die Hard. Um, Man, there is a Christmas movie that I'm thinking of, and I can uh, – hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I'm having to go to my letterbox. That's where I'm at right now with Christmas movies. I can name my top three right now. Give it, yeah, give it to me while, okay. you, while we do one A and one B. National Lampoon's Christmas and Die Hard. That's one A and one B, <laughs> in no particular order. And then number three is Christmas Story. I like that one. Oh man, I love the uh, the Jim Carrey uh, Christmas Carol. I love that. Hmm. That one's really good. Um, okay, question. Is A Nightmare Before Christmas uh, a Halloween movie or a Christmas, Christmas movie? It's gotta be a Christmas movie, right? I, I mean, there is a whole song saying this is Halloween. Like, it is a versatile Could it movie. be both? I think it can be. So, like, if you want to watch that during Halloween, you a thousand percent can. If you want to watch it during Christmas, you a thousand percent can. I think it's one of those. Uh, okay, I'm pulling up a Christmas list. Oh, this is not only Christmas movies. This is a list of Christmas films and or films that have a significant scene set on Christmas Day or at Christmas time. This is the perfect list for what we're looking for. Um, we've got American <laughs> American Gangster. <laughs> we've got we've got American Sniper. We've got Suicide Squad, Shazam, Batman Returns. That's with uh, Danny DeVito as uh, the Penguin. We've got... This is crazy. This is... uh, We've got Castaway. (laughs) We've got Castaway. Is that because he... Doesn't he come back during Christmas? I think so, yeah. Okay, hang on. Um, We've also got... I'm I'm looking for the the non-Christmas movies in this list. Burrow heads to the the locker room, it looks like. I hate everything about life. Um... (laughs) Chronicles of Narnia, that one makes sense, actually. Oh, I used to mess with those movies so is hard. There's Die Hard, Die Hard 2. Snow? The Narnia one. Narnia, I, I yeah. want to say one of them is, like, it is around Christmas. Yeah. There's, like, th- th- there's three complete rows that are just Doctor Who Christmas special. Uh... D- the Grinch musical, gross. Get that away from me. Um, 
the Home Alones are, I mean, that's yeah, that's, that's a classic happens. series. Uh, one in, oh yeah, Burrow looks done. Uh, fighting He's on the sideline, and he couldn't even finish the throw. That's not good. Uh, Full Metal Jacket Christmas movie. No shot. I, apparently, it is Friday after I, next. There's a line, but I just the I don't I don't think that crosses it. The Godfather. Goodfellas. This is so funny. I love I think everything. This is just any this. movie that has a time frame in December. I think so. Hulk, the 2002 like. version. <laughs> this is my favorite list I've ever seen. Uh, La La Land, Deadpool. Deadpool does take place at Christmas. Into the Spider Verse, Iron Man 3, Civil War. Civil War? What part of. What part of Civil War takes place during Christmas? The fight scene at the end where they're in... Oh, it is, isn't it? Golly, Mean Girls. <laughs> Life of Brian, Monty Python. There's your Christmas... Or, uh, I mean, is, is White House down on this list? I'd, I'd actually weep if it was. I'm only at the P's right now. Because, I mean, the, only, <laughs> the main tragedy in that movie... Yeah. When the president's wife dies. I mean, that happened at Christmas. Good Lord. I think it is going to be on here. Hey, how about Rambo First Blood? How about that? No. Oh, my gosh. We got That's Rent. Crazy. We've got Rocky Four. <laughs> We've got... Is that, I just, some of this is... I, know, I think some of this is reaching. There's Ted. I know there's like a lot of scenes about Christmas and Ted, though. Yeah. Um... All right, we're at Walk the Line. I mean, Ted was a Christmas was a Christmas present, wasn't he? Yes, he was. So I I definitely see that one. Uh, White House Down. I did not. The Utah Cabin Murders. <laughs> when Harry met Sally. Uh, I do not see White House Down. I think you're safe. All right, that's okay. So I don't think that's an exhaustive list, but it's definitely a lot of them. That's a that's all of those are Christmas movies officially. No, no, that not not on my not by my account. A person on Letterboxd made a list. It cannot be wrong. That's not possible. Don't believe everything on the internet, kids. I think you should because we're on the internet, guys. This was a very fun episode. We. Hope you have a very great Thanksgiving. We will see you all on Tuesday the 28th. Yes, Tuesday the 28th. Um, getting ready for Christmas time. Guys, have a happy Thanksgiving from five dogs, even though it's only two this episode, which is fine. It's all okay. From the dude MSU... And Dr. Beanwell, we want to say thank you and have a very happy Thanksgiving. This has been Five Dogs in a Pod.